Welcome to the After Credits podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. Hey guys, welcome to the After Credits podcast. Today we are going to give a quick review of Moonlight, then we'll talk about the top two contenders for Best Picture at the Oscars. I'm your host, Nigel Aquino. Joining me are... Rafi Rodas. Franco Dajalet. And RG Silverio. Alright, so uh, we just watched uh, Moonlight like 30 minutes ago. So it's super fresh in our minds. Uh, let, let's just start with um, first like impressions that you had while, we, while you were watching. Let's start with Rafi. So when I first read the synopsis... Not, not, not even the synopsis, just like a gist of what the movie's read, of what, what the movie is. It's, it's about a, the life story of a black gay kid living in Miami. And that to me is like really different from anything that I've ever watched. It's a, I mean, I, I've seen movies about gay people before and they're all great, but this is about an African-American homosexual person and it's so interesting for me when, when, when I first read about it. So that's my first impression. What? What? <laughs> it's, like, it's like you've never really seen those two narratives. Yes, combined. yes, that's right, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, it basically checks off all the boxes. Like uh, one time, RJ, he sent me this really funny vid- funny clip from Honest Trailers where they do a review on like the nominees for Oscars and one of them was Moonlight. So here's how it all looks like. Follow along on the poetic unfolding of a life beautifully directed by Barry Jenkins as this young, black, gay man struggles to escape from poverty and drug addiction told across three decades based on a play based on the life story of its author. So yeah, I'd say it's nominated for an Oscar. All of the Oscar things. <laughs> it takes all the boxes. That's you have to admit, that's how it goes. It's definitely Oscar bait. Yeah, it's Oscar yeah, Oscar It really is Oscar bait, but it's it's really touching in a way. Like the story is the story is really deep, especially with the the character of the uh, of the kid. What's his name? Uh, Chiron. 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 So, like, if if you were bullied as a kid. Like, you can relate to this guy. Oh, Not because you're gay or anything, but, like, just, like, as a skinny kid, like, yeah. a small kid, like, you could relate. Other kids are assholes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they really played... The, the, the kid, Sharon, he played... Re- uh, the actor who played him was all really good. All three of them. Yeah, all three, yeah, all three, all three of, of them. them. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, before we really get to it, RJ, what was your first impression? Uh, well, okay. Um, like, Rafi, I read these, um, like, synopsis, like, got the gist of what it was. So the first thing when I um, read uh, read it, like from, it's a story of a gay black man, um, told in three different settings from his childhood to um, his to him going through puberty and then his adulthood. I thought immediately that it's like some sort of like coming of age story, and in my mindset when I was watching this film, like, like, I was watching a coming of age story, like the ones that I'm used to watching. You know, there's like there's this feeling of comfort when you watch a comic of age story. It's like you really want to um, see how this um, character develops throughout the film. And when I was watching it, like, wow, this is really different. This isn't your usual heartwarming coming of age story where you want to see you want you you'd be happy for what the character is going through, like growing up. But 
like how they depicted it, it was so it it had its sense of darkness to it. Yeah. Like it's the harsh reality of mm-hmm. some of some people. Yeah. Who, yeah. Well, like I I agree because uh, I agree with almost all of you. Although I kind of disagree that it feels different. It really? kind of because like okay, in general when Oscar bait, basically like films that are trying really hard to be uh, like. Uh, Oscar worthy, like Oscar worthy, like trying to rake up the critical praise. Mm-hmm. They're all really good. Yeah. However, they all kind of play around the same sort of ideas. You know what I mean? Like, so, they, okay, you know the check marks in the clip that you said. Yeah. Those are really common to Oscar winners. Like, it, it also it's pretty much typical of almost every black empowerment movie that I've ever seen. So we pretty. They, this film pretty much just placed everything that's needed for the Oscar formula yeah. of films. Although, okay, it, it, uh, going going in deeper into the narrative, mm-hmm. it's also where it also it plays with stereotypes in a way that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Because um, usually, when when you see these kind these kinds of stereotypes in movies. Uh, Ghetto boys, uh, the drug dealing, the the approach to uh, drugs and crime. Uh, usually, the stereotype, the 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 normal progression is that the that the boy who's trying to get out of the ghetto, trying to get out of that the, that toxic and har- harmful community, is going to leave it all behind. However, we we see him. It's it's we we also see it in a way he's he's grown to accept that he, he, he accepts it a lot more than w- what we usually see because we usually see the boy just leave all of all of the bad things behind however in the end of this movie it's still with him but it, he's still progressing in a way in order to get into a better life mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah that's 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 why i think this is a really brave movie because mm-hmm. it shows the reality it it shows many taboos that we don't normally see you know but it's 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 the reality of hundreds of people yeah not just living in the states but all over the world i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, in a way it is more realistic because not everyone not everyone really ever gets out of the ghetto you know like yeah yeah. Moving, moving past socioeconomic That's barriers right. is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So, like in a way, showing showing that would be less less truthful to the na- to the narrative of black young black males everywhere in the world, mm-hmm. Every, everywhere in the states. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like common way of people getting out of the ghetto is like re- literally just selling drugs. Yeah, that's and true. And that's that's what the ending was. Yeah, mm-hmm. although yeah, in a way, he never left. In a yeah, way, he's but kinda, like he just went into a different, different ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a better ghetto. Uh, let's uh, a better house. Yeah. Let's talk a little more about the characters in this movie. So the movie follows the story of a black man growing up in Miami. Yeah. Uh, we follow, we, the, the the movie separated into three three arcs. The first is in I think it was set in the eighties when he was still a child, mm-hmm. then the 90s when he was a teenager in high school, and 
early 2000s or no, I think smartphone so like yeah. yeah. I think it started in the 90s bro 90s kid oh yeah 90s kid mid 2000s teen then 2010 like adult that makes more sense yeah. Uh, so, uh, through through each arc, we see how this 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 person um, is shaped by the people he he he's in contact with, the people, the his relationships with uh, with other people, and how they f- shape and form it, him into the man that he ends up becoming at the end of the movie. Mm. Uh, let, let's talk a little more about the first arc. Little. Little. little yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, uh, so, uh, so Rafi, what did you think? Um, little, uh, so, Little was a very witty first he won. Right. Yeah. One in his interactions with Chiron. Yeah. Okay. And and I think those his early meetings with him and his the the consequent dialogues that he has yeah. had with Chiron. Yeah. We we can see that it became uh, his foundation or the foundation for the rest of the film. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah, like uh, there were a lot of things that happened in those scenes with him and with Chiron and Juan that were alluded to later in the movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like one example is the beach. The beach played a prominent role throughout the film, yeah. right? And the story of of uh, the moon and the moonlight, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so that man one had a very positive influence on on uh, Sharon, and in a way, it, he served as he, him uh, one and Sharon's yeah. mom yeah. served as a dichotomy for mm-hmm. for one. Yeah, it's like uh, Juan was his. It's like his safe harbor. Yeah, it's where he felt safe. Whereas his where his home, where he he where he is supposed to feel safe, felt like a combat zone yeah. in a way because of the the struggles his mom had with drug addiction and yeah. Yeah, one of the good scenes in the movie was basically when Juan was basically teaching Chiron how to float. Mm, so like, yeah. it's a it's a good symbolism in a way where he can just carry himself and be free in that zone. Yeah, and then well, not only just float. It's also him like teaching him how to swim eventually. So yeah. from that, him carrying himself on his own to him moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he also, Sharon also opened up the one, especially about with the bullying because a lot of kids were bullying. Chiron because he had in a way feminine characteristics mm-hmm. that people would like call him a faggot in a way and like this is one of the really powerful scenes in the, in the first act what's a faggot? a faggot is a, a word used to make gay people feel bad am I a faggot? no You could be gay, but you gotta let nobody call you no faggot. I mean, unless... How do I know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a really good scene. Mm-hmm. There was a lot more tension, actually, yeah. from... Yeah, actually, like, uh, if you notice any of the pauses in the, in the clip I just played, I cut the pauses in half so that you as a listener don't have to go through, like, a minute of, like... 
yeah. pauses. But like, yeah, that's really it was really deep in that mm, scene. It yeah. was just him, Chiron, in the dinner table, just like Chiron opening up the one, and it was just ooh, such really a sensitive tense. scene. Very sensitive. Yeah. Also, it's also a. Uh, it's kind of one of the. You. It's really hard to really see depictions of authority figures or parental figures just openly accepting you know people coming out yeah especially in the 90s yeah especially if he's young too like, really, yeah, definitely. like you could have that mentality of oh if my kid's kind of gay right now at a young age maybe I can like fix him up or something did, I, did anyone feel, find it weird that Juan was accepting of gay people as a gangster or am I stereotyping you're stereotyping um, yeah maybe he's the only one that would no it's just that gangsters a lot of their their the rituals and bravado is like if they're so fo- much focused on their masculinity they're hard ass yeah you know yeah. So, so like I guess that doesn't mean they can't be accepting of gay people I think I this, this, this checks back to what you were saying a while ago yeah. with all this movie plays with stereotypes yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah, uh, yeah alright so um, the, the let's move on to the second arc of when he when he's a teenager in high school uh, Franco. Yeah, when he was a teenager in high school, the bullying keeps on uh, continuing. Although they rev- they highlight this uh, this new bully that keeps on picking on uh, Chiron, yeah. and then um, mm-hmm. like especially like how like he's always just pushing him around, calling him out in class, and Chiron's just like acting like nothing. He's just like he's literally trying to just be a fly on the wall and yeah. trying to go to class, and he's not even talking to the bully. It's just the bully is just really stereotypical and trying to bully him. It's 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 kind of sad, but yeah, yeah, it gets a lot deeper, especially towards the end of the second act. Let's talk about Kevin. Yeah, okay. uh, Ke- Kevin is um, Chiron's one of Chiron's only friends, mm-hmm. as far as not, I know. I couldn't even consider a friend. I just consider him a guy that will talk to Chiron. That's true. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. Because um, so Kevin's honestly probably probably one of the better people in the show just because they're just not an automatic dick to Chiron that's true yeah like everyone else even the mother was like, like just just, like, to just stepping all over him yeah. whereas like Chiron Kevin was the one of the only people to actually talk to him and this is where we see the where we see um uh Chiron's sexuality start coming out more yeah like Kevin talked to Chiron about like having sex with a girl yeah and then Chiron like had a dream about Kevin had a wet dream had a wet dream about Kevin so but in that scene at the beach yeah when him and Tyrone first yeah you know yeah, you guys are very and, uncomfortable in that scene. I was. I. I, I, no, I, I, I honestly. Think, it, I think if you see, if you read the plot and you see where it's coming, you can be like, "Oh shit, this is happening." Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. It's I mean, what, uh, although I, I guess I don't know how many of you are used to watching two guys kiss. Okay, you know, I think this is why this movie is so brave. It it touches on this taboo subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I honestly was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, okay, especially. But that's, that's that's not because I was offended or anything. Yeah, it's because I'm not used to it. And we're not yeah. used to yeah. it. Especially it doesn't here, mean it's wrong. It, it's not. That it's right. not wrong. Yeah, especially yeah. here in the Philippines. Yeah, given how even if we have a thriving <laughs> gay culture, I I can count on my on one finger the times I've seen a guy 
kiss another guy on Philippine cinema. If yeah. you're looking for that kind of film. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean, well, oh, here, here. Here's the thing. I've seen a bunch of films like that, but it's only in the indie circuit. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's so true. if you're talking, yeah, you're right about it being like, if you're going to look for it's, it in mainstream cinema, like if you're looking for it in mainstream cinema, mm, you nah, won't find it. Nah. You'll only but, find it in the Oscars though. In the Oscars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oscar material. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what... Homophobia is pretty ingrained in the Philippine culture. Um, oh no! Depends in, in, in the, the Catholic club, culture. I guess. Catholic culture. I'm, I'm only comparing it to Batangueños. Batangueños have a culture of masculinity. They're really anti-gay. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. like it's it's a thing. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So Although, like, as that. a straight white male, like honestly, I, I agree with Rafi. I was a pretty uncomfortable, but like, mm-hmm. especially with the beach scene, though, like. There were some deep conversations and really emotional conversations that the two actors of uh, middle-aged Kevin and middle-aged uh, Chiron played. So here's one of the scenes that was really nice. <laughs> Should make you want to cry. I feel so good. You cry? Nah. Makes me want to. What you cry about? Should I cry so much sometimes, I feel like I'm gonna just turn the drives. You just roll out into the water, right? Roll out into the water like all these other motherfuckers around here trying to drown their sorrows. Yeah, it's pretty deep, especially talking about like depression and just in a way running away from like your life and yeah. kind of one that's one of those conversations that actually led the Chiron running away from his home and moving to a different town. Mm. Well, not uh, not necessarily. Oh, yeah. It was more of like what happened after that beach scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we won't play a clip for that. Yeah, okay. but I guess I think with that scene, it shows like. I think they really wanted to focus on the idea of crying because in a sense it's okay stereotypically it's not a masculine trait yeah Yeah. so like them talking about like um crying it's like they're putting themselves in the vulnerable position that yeah yeah, they're maybe you know that thing about him being called a faggot or a um is somewhat like on the table there right now with with the friend with well, with somebody who he considers a friend, but he's not really sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's more than just crying in tears. I think it's just the symbolism of water again. Oh yeah, the water in, in, the in the in the first part in the first part of the movie we see water as a tool that one uses to teach Sharon how to be his own man. It's a very positive positive uh very positive sign but positive symbol for Mm -hmm. Sharon basically and here in this conversation with Kevin water suddenly a it's a it's a tool for suicide yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 it's, so it's very interesting how they transition Mm. you know how they Mm -hmm. transition from that part from the first part of the film into this very depressing second part Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, there, there's a conversation that uh, him and Kevin have a lot about being, about being hard and being soft. 
Mm-hmm. How if you're soft, you're you're just expressing weakness and vulnerability to everyone around you. That makes you a target. Yeah. Whereas if you're hard, you're protected. However, mm-hmm. hard means um, being uh, be fighting, being uh, in, seeming invul- seemingly invulnerable to everything else. And then you're just in a like in well not getting ahead but in the third act you see him he pushed away everyone else yeah and the, the result of him being a hard-ass person yeah so. yeah the third act was in a way really surprising especially when they zoomed oh, in yeah. on the character like yeah. his physical transformation he's he a got really, ripped yeah, yeah he looks like a, a basketball or a football he looked player. like 50 cent <laughs> <laughs> he had grills and i think it was the first time that hip-hop was played yeah. yeah so it was a yeah that change in music change also in music. was a change in style and change in bot and character transformation it was ripped yeah it's, it's a yeah so in the third arc um this is where we see the the adult uh, adult chiron in his new element as a gangster and a drug dealer mm-hmm. um the rj uh, well, I I guess yeah. You see, like at the end of the second act, he get he tries to fight back on his bullies, and as a result, he gets arrested. And then I think, oh, I I we can assume that right after he just ran away to another state, Atlanta. Uh, yeah, Atlanta. And then now he he changed like in, during the act, he mentions that yeah, he changed like he changed his life. Like he yeah. started again when he reached Atlanta, and now. There he has that reputation of being a hard ass, and you he has that like drug connection. He is the he is the persona of a yeah. Gangster. They highlight mm-hmm. him being a hard ass by like one of those uh, cronies just screwing up a bit. It was actually just Chiron just messing with the guy. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. you didn't count wrong. Are you telling mm-hmm. me I'm lying? Oh, I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> yeah. like, like one scene like that where like he was about to like physically like shoot him or like yeah. in a way. So it showed that. Despite that facade of him being a hard ass, you know, there's still that, yeah, there's still that lingering part of Shire, uh, the original Chiron, the softy, this big softy. Everything uh, changed when Kevin called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, everything. Yeah. His facial expression, the way his mouth was, the way his mouth stayed open after Kevin called him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Uh, everything changed. His his ambiance. Change it, it. It it was like he became vulnerable again. Vulnerable again. It is. It's like he became Soft. little Kevin, like, a little <laughs> Chiron little again. Chiron. Yeah. Yeah, and then like this, this the when Kevin called him, it basically got him triggered in a way that made him sure. want to go yeah. back to Miami just to visit Kevin again mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. see Kevin's working in the restaurant, and then you see Chiron just drive all the way to Miami with, and then just line up in the restaurant. Just yeah. for context, how far is Atlanta? To Atlanta to Miami, I would assume is at least an eight-hour drive. Oh my Whoa. god! It's like a two, one two states away. Yeah. Wow. So Based, like from what I know, I think Atlanta. You know, you know where Texas is, right? Yeah. You know where Miami is. Yeah. yeah. So Atlanta is between Texas and Miami. Oh uh, yeah. Like okay. So that's sort of where that is. So driving there, the fact that he, the fact that, oh. that he drove there. Plus he has to cross Florida, but because Miami is like on the tip of Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. two hour flight. That's yeah. far. That's at least yep. a day. He had all this money. Why didn't he just. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he wanted to drive. <laughs> yeah. No, because if you have to take a flight, you need a passport. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's more, it's more <laughs> dramatic. Do you, do you still need a passport? No, uh, you have to need government ID. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's more dramatic if you're just driving on an empty highway. <laughs> <laughs> that shot, though. Yeah, with no other trucks on the road or anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I have to say the the part where they finally met after so long. There's a lot. There, there's a lot of play in like the emotions that like the the emotional tension between them. Because yeah. you can see that wow, that one moment they're happy, like they happy to see each other. And for I don't know what cost it. I forgot what it cost it. But then there's that huge tension of anger. It's it's because like, Kevin showed his. Was it really? Dog? The, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Daughter, right? Kevin opened up and said, "Hey, I have a kid now. I have you saw that girl I was talking yeah. about. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we're married now and all that." Yeah, and, and then that that made things more. They divorced. Okay. I think. Oh, they did. I'm not sure that because like the wife wasn't there mm-hmm. in his in Kevin's house. Oh. So. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the music, the audio was off there. <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't hear a lot of the movie. But yeah, but yeah there was like that play of like different emotions mm-hmm. happening yeah. in that um, the diner scene. I guess of course with them yeah. like they used to be. I wouldn't call it lovers. But yeah, like but like. Plus, yeah. Plus, we are kind of glossing over the fact that Kevin was kind of the one that caused him Chiro to run away. To run away. Chiro's yeah. descent into crime. Yeah. 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 Because uh, at the end of the second act, uh, Kevin was forced by Tyrell, uh, Chiron's bully, to just beat Chiron into a pulp. Yeah. So in the sense that diner scene was them t- struggling to come with a form of closure. Yeah. To like just resolve, to just like yeah, resolve yeah. their differences. And then the climax yeah. of it was basically Chiron opening up to Kevin, like talking about like his feelings for him, and especially in this scene right here. You're the only man that's ever touched me. You're the only one. I haven't really touched anyone since. Yeah, and then you see like Chiron just like leaning next to Kevin's head, just yeah. like crying around. The, it, it's yeah. a it's a call back to like what the, their the position beach, in the yeah. beach, yeah. except without the other thing that yeah. they were doing. It it, it it just like it ended on in intimacy, mm-hmm. yeah. which talking about are the 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 conflict between the need for walls between you and everything else and being vulnerable and soft in in order to become closer to who you actually are Th- this is where we this this kind of like the final resolution for Chiron's um, inner conflict between between who he is and who he thinks he should be to protect himself yeah also related to that the, act, the acting oh you yeah. can tell how he the whole night he was struggling to say those words. You're the only man who's ever touched me. Oh yeah. You could you could tell. I, I, 
you could yeah. think. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he wanted to say something, but the conversation kept going in different directions mm. to the point. Right, that, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then, of course, he had an even harder time to say it when Kevin showed the picture of his child. So yeah, like, and then the score just simply changed in this very somber, very, yeah. very emotional piano. Like not not the one from La La Land, though. <laughs> <laughs> if they played that, that would be a bit awkward, man. Yeah, we will get to La La Land in oh, a bit. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, what are your what are you guys' final thoughts? Yeah, final thoughts. Start with Rafi. And what would you give it as a rating? Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a nine point five nine. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I think. It's, it's almost like it's 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 becoming like a f- the face of contemporary film in mm-hmm. our times because mm-hmm. it deals with issues of being be, be, uh, not just race, 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 gender, sexuality, sexuality, yeah, yeah poverty, all, all, all of that poverty, and bullying. all that's right. All 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 those issues are are very much in the spotlight in this day and age. That's true. And that the film tackles all of them. Mm-hmm. And like, bravo, bravo. Yeah, honestly, like. I give it like an eight and a half. I'd like to give it higher because normally I give high grades to movies that I personally enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate this movie a lot. Like it really opened my eyes to all with with the whole situation with like especially with black guys, with gay guy uh, with gay guys with like people in the hood. It's really it's it really gives you a good like slice of life kind of approach to it. And it was well executed, well acting. It's just well, I personally like I didn't enjoy it too much, but mm-hmm. I appreciate why it's nominated. I wouldn't be surprised if it won. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. I mean, it's a very compelling story. I mean, from what we played in The Honest Trader, apparently it's a true story. Mm-hmm. It's based on someone's life. And I think, yeah, it's one of those films that... I I do like watching films that um, it's somewhat based mm. on the hardships of one person's life. Yeah. You get to see a perspective of someone's life, and that's well. To quote what Rafi said before, it's a very brave film, and I think yeah, this film is this film is a real contender to the Oscars. I mean, it's Oscar bait pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, hopefully, I I'd root for it to win. Nigel, um, objectively, I give this movie a nine out of ten. Personal enjoyment, I give it a seven. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a mix of yeah, nice score. Yeah, because like, um, it's one. It's it's incredibly compelling and beautifully beautifully shot. It's got amazing dialogue and it's it's got an amazing screenplay. All the actors are amazing, but I was bored for most of it. So that's because you read the plot beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I do like that the to, synopsis. I do that to every movie, yet I enjoy most other movies. They're probably the shitty ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I, 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 I think that so this, average out to around eight. I think this movie is just not that type of. Yeah. It's not. It's it's Plus, not setting it up, setting itself out to be that type of film. Honestly, I think we're also missing a lot of context. Because okay, from what little I know about the black community. There's huge amounts of homophobia in the African American African American African American communities, so that's yeah. another thing that we're maybe not missing the context of. Like, why is being gay like um, 
being like you know why blacks don't like gays basically is what I'm saying yeah. or the context of uh, poverty within the African American African American community and topics about you know crime and prison how they all intersect I think we're we're kind of missing that context that's why I didn't enjoy it that much mm, yeah all right so well with this well with this uh, after reviewing uh, Moonlight. We can still we can say that we watched the two favorites for the Oscars. Yes, we've seen La La Land and we've seen Moonlight. Yeah, just to give an update. Uh, well, I'm I I like gambling a bit, so like. <laughs> Jesus man. <laughs> no, no, I I like I like uh I like reading the odds and statistics and stuff. So like, basically, the favorites to win are obviously La La Land, heavy favorite, and the Dark Horse is a uh, Moonlight. So to put it in perspective, for every one dollar you bet. For La La Land, and if La La, La wins, your earning is just sixteen extra cents. Because it's an almost sure thing. It's an almost mm-hmm. sure thing, and for Moonlight, for every one dollar you bet, you get six dollars back. I'm if, wow. if Moonlight wins. I'm curious. What's the what's, what are the odds on Arrival? My uh, personal. You, you like Arrival? Oh, let me check it out right now. Uh, Arrival is one to one hundred. God. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna hey, but it's really better. Than- if you're if you're if you if you believe it can win, just bet one dollar. <laughs> yep, and you'll get a hundred back. <laughs> you get a hundred back, man. Like it's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah it's that's, not gonna win. That got Yeah, like La La Land right now is just like really good. Like it's literally yeah. We already showed me this honest trailers uh, video about La La Land, and here it is. It made me laugh a lot. Experience a gorgeous ode to the musicals of cinema's past that earn nominations for Best Picture. Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Nice, Best Cinematography, Sure, Best Screenplay, Really? Best Song, Oh, okay, I get that one, Best Sound Mixing, Fine, Best Song, Again? Come on, Did Nobody Watch Sink Street, Best Costume Design, What the, They're Just Wearing Clothes, Man, the Academy just can't resist a movie about how special the movies are, can they? Hollywood Handjob. So I will say Sing Street has had way yeah. better songs. That's way true. Better sound and, and way better costumes. That's true. Well, it's an 80s <laughs> film, so yeah. I, I I got disappointed that they were snubbed, actually. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Were, wait, did, were they even nominated for They're, one thing? I don't know if they were nominated. What movie uh, is this? Um, Sing, Sing Street. Sing Street. It, it was, was uh, 2016. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice. The Oscars oh, yeah. are political. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's how you advertise. Good point. Um, yeah. Like, real quick thing. Um, Sing Street is pretty much... Um, it's directed by the guy uh, The guy who also directed Begin Again. Yeah, and Once. And Once. Yeah. So it's pretty much under some, a director films. who's used to music films. And I really like the film. I love the original music that they've created. Mm-hmm. Very 80... Of course, it's an 80s themed film. So, I mean, to be snubbed, I mean, yeah. not even just in the original song. I'm gonna say, uh, regarding Moonlight and La La Land, objectively, Moonlight is way better than La La Land. Yeah. Like, in, mm-hmm. in no way, in a fair world... As a would, critic. As a critic, in, in a fair world, Moonlight would win 100% of the time. Yeah. I but agree. because white people rule Hollywood, La La Land will win. <laughs> yeah. in, in addition to that, I, I think, here, whichever film wins okay that will s- that will put a statement on what the academy 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. what 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 the it's on, on what the Academy values. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally like what's important for Oscar movies, which is Moonlight, and what's important for Hollywood, Hollywood handjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because really, La La Land makes a lot of Oto. How hard it is to direct the play, mm, how, how hard, hard it is to struggle, and it, it like, how hard each actor has to make their, like, has to struggle their way to the top or to whatever goal they want and how to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. How talent, how, how you can't. You don't want to do new shit like you want, want to go just stay with the old stuff with the, the jazz music mm-hmm. the old stuff is always better just yeah. be nostalgia mm-hmm. about when white people rule yeah and majority of Hollywood are old white guys uh, ho- majority of Oscar voters are yeah. old yeah. white guys yeah that's true mm-hmm. but then like there's also this political thing of what happened last year oh yeah that's, that's right. true okay well, honestly my opinion I think last year is like emphasis on no black actors was really just promotion mm. for the host being Chris Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah. And then he had that monologue in the opening, right? Where he just admitted, yeah, Hollywood is racist. Although, <laughs> even if there were no black nominees, there were a lot of like Hispanic nominees, Asian nominees. Yeah. So, you know, it's just weird if you don't include black people. That's yeah. a good point. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, why can't the spotlight be on other minorities? Yeah, and why why does the spotlight always have to be? Why does the minority spotlight always have to be on black people? Are yeah. you even a minority? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the narrative is a little different because, like, okay, for the African Americans, they they didn't come into the United States as immigrants. They came in as slaves. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Hispanics and the Asian Americans, they came in as actual immigrants, legally, illegally, but they came in order to do the American dream. Whereas, you know, slavery is not, Yeah. that's not, they kind of just like pretty much destroyed their entire culture. Because like the, the other immigrants would have, would still have their culture when they went into the, they would have a support system, stuff like that. Whereas African Americans wouldn't really have that yeah. sort of mm-hmm. thing. I mean, discrimination would still be there, but like the narrative is different, so... But would there be a backlash, though, if La La Land wins? Knowing that La La Land's a heavy favorite, like, yeah. it's, not really, it's not really a surprise if La La Land wins. It, there's going to be backlash either way. There's backlash if La La Land. Wasn't there already like, so a form of backlash last year? <laughs> yeah, no, but there'll still be backlash this year, especially yeah. with what? the current political climate. If Moonlight wins, would there be backlash? No. Nah, not really. There'd be backlash in that... Uh, it was an overreaction. Start, people would start saying that they only gave it to Moonlight to pacify the African So it was pretty much like a pity award. There's going to be backlash either way. Yeah. There, we can't not have backlash. I would feel better, but like, if Moonlight wins... It's just because it's a better movie. I, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... If neither one. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> if a rival wins, I will be so happy. I will be so happy. Wait, only person know. in the world. <laughs> only person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> this basically encapsulates Nigel's taste for movies. <laughs> I like shitty movies. Fuck you! <laughs> a rival is a really amazing Fine, movie. fine. We'll give you that. It's not... A rival's not I a shitty seen film. Rival, but here's not none of you have seen a rival. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. You... This line before, and you said that Jupiter Ascending was like shitty movies. I can like good movies. <laughs> okay, okay. So, it's man. okay. 
My favorite Chevy movie is Speed Racer. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't remember any. No, Chevy. because it's a really nice movie to put when it came in 2008 when a lot of people started having HD TVs. Yeah. It's the perfect movie for HD TVs. It, it's show probably HD one TVs. of the best, most beautiful CG movies I've ever. Yeah, seen. but the plot and the plot is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, that's my. I can't believe we're talking about Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're just talking about shitty films in general. We were talking about Oscar-nominated films a second ago. We've only seen two. I, I, I like shitty it. movies. <laughs> <laughs> although I have... Uh, although, okay, another contender is probably Hidden Figures. Who's the third? Hidden so, Figures. Oh, Hidden Figures is about the... The, the women the women who help in NASA. Yeah. African-American oh, women. The African-American do you, women. In, do you think... No. Do you think they'll split the minority vote? <laughs> Probably. Uh, hey, 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 there's Ryan, okay, there's Ryan. Indians? Indians? Well, no, the, I mean, the, yeah. yeah. No, the the black vote. I don't know. What? Yeah. But, Dude, <laughs> there's Spencer's as well. It's like that in politics, that's what they did. Oh, okay, you know, that's true. There's a lot of black movies mm-hmm. in, the, yeah. in the best picture list this year. Although Fences is not that good. Really? really? Yeah. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. It's a film for... He hasn't, he hasn't seen it. He hasn't seen it. I saw a trailer. I oh. saw a trailer. Yeah. I think based on the, <laughs> no, based on the trailer... Based on the trailer so far, there's, a, there's a lot of compelling acting performances. But I'm worried about how like the plot would be. Yeah. No, it's just that if it's just acting, I'm not super interested. You know? mm. Okay, man. We can't even judge. We haven't seen it. <laughs> it is a thing, man. <laughs> yeah, but going back to the Oscars, like La La Land versus Moonlight. Uh, who do you who do you want to win? Moonlight. Which one do you want to win, and who do you think will win? La La Land. La La Land. What about you, Rafi? I want Moonlight to win. I think La La Land will win. I want La La Land to win because I enjoyed it more, <laughs> and I um, think La La Land will win. Well, I want Moonlight to win, but I want. I, but I think Lion is gonna win. <laughs> what? <laughs> Super dark horse. I agree though that La La Land is enjoyable. I like music. La La Land is really enjoyable. It's a musical. It's yeah. just nature. Musicals are though. Mm-hmm. It's vibrant compared to the dark atmosphere and ambience of Moonlight. Harsh. When's the last yeah. time uh, a, a non-drama film won Best Picture? Uh, oh wow. Let's check that out. Mm. I, the closest I can think of maybe Dark Knight because it's not was Dark Knight didn't win Dark, Dark Knight didn't, didn't win, win. It wasn't even no it was, it was uh, no. It was the only one who won there was Heath Ledger Heath Ledger's Ledger. performance ah yeah the only thing I can think of is Lord of the Rings was it it, it won it won best picture seriously yeah yeah it did well, well, uh, uh, the, 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 the Return of the King I, yeah I love that film dude mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't wanna watch it again I can't think of anything else other than yeah because like okay drama it's, it'd be I, I can see the Academy Award, the Academy giving uh, Best Picture to a comedy. Wasn't Pineapple Express nominated? Was it? Was? Was it? No, I don't think so. Dude, I think it was. I think it was. James Franco. <laughs> James Franco. <laughs> In recent films, James Franco just plays himself, to be honest. James Franco is so weird. It's him. We've deviated a lot now. Really? What's he doing now? He did that recent film, Why Him? No, I mean, we deviated from the topic. 
so far. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah. Well, we talked about La La Land and the... Alright, okay. Uh, let's we, just... We can just crop this part out. I think we can just wrap this up now. Uh, so, the for the two favorites to win Best Picture, we pretty much all agree Moonlight is probably the better movie. Yeah, yeah. Moonlight's but a better yeah. movie. La La Land is probably going to win just because. It, it's a nostalgia movie. And so there's there's a lot of nostalgia. It's a Hollywood hand job. Maybe the older generation for the good old days, and that's why I would think that. Yeah. Well, what about you, Rafi? You have any closing thoughts? Go moonlight. Go moonlight. R J. Oh wait, wait. What's what's the question? Sorry. You have, any, you have any closing thoughts? Uh, for the Oscars. I I really just I I would want to see Moonlight win. Yeah. Uh, well, I would I would um, also vie for the other films yeah. and. Well, Arrival is my dark horse. Actually, here I want Moonlight to win, but if La La Land wins, I'll have a problem with it. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, Same. I guess it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem if La La Land wins. That I'm not actually that invested in the Oscars because who's the host this year? Um, Jimmy Kimmel. Ah, Jimmy Kimmel. I'm even less invested than Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else, guys? <laughs> anything else? No, I'm thinking. Oscars right. less white. Yeah. Oscars less white. All right. Uh, just want to say thanks again, guys, for listening to the After Credits podcast. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Yeah. SoundCloud. It really helps us gain more visibility if we get more ratings. Yeah. So far, I think we only have one five-star rating. So. I think we only have one rating. Yeah, we only have one rating. So, so just yeah. you know, leave your leave your thoughts, leave your comments. Leave your thoughts. Yeah. Are bad. Which yeah. Do you want to win? Yeah, and if you guys want, you can share. You can share our. Facebook page or Facebook our posts so that uh, like like us on our Facebook page yeah go on go on our uh, website aftercredispodcast.com yeah and when we post it on Facebook feel free to just comment and say what you want, you want us to talk about next because like yeah. we're going to talk about movies yeah. in any way. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah and also check out my basketball podcast at quicktakepodcast.com and yeah there's been a lot of NBA content so I've been putting it out there and I guess yeah that's it Alright, so thanks guys. This is your host Nigel Aquino. This is Rafi Rodas. This is Franco Dajlet. And RJ Silverio. And thanks for listening, thanks for listening to the to the Africa's podcast. See you. Bye. Bye.